back to On The Way Podcast, a platform dedicated to challenging prejudice, misconceptions, and hatred of all forms for blackness and queerness through conversations about love, life, and of course, art. My name's Dave, and I'm your host. On this episode of OTW, I'll be talking with independent artist Clayton about his new single, First Place, and his upcoming music video and EP. But before we get to today's interview, let's be on our way to the dad joke of the day. My partner hates that I have no sense of direction, so I packed up my stuff and write. After this short break, we'll be on our way with today's interview. And we're back with Clay, and I'm going to give him the opportunity to introduce himself a little before we get into the interview. (laughs) Well... Um, my name is Clayton. Um, I'm 25 years old. I'm a native from Houston, Texas, and uh, I'm eating as we're recording this podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so into the interview, how have you been like getting through quarantine? Oh yikes! Um, I've really just been trying to self-care and just meditate and like get back to center um Mm -hmm. which i think is really really just important for these times i think that um specifically for this time i think that it's a really humbling experience for people because they realize that you know not everything is is long term and that to just enjoy yourself and enjoy the people that you're around is enough just to get you like through everyday life I love that. Um, I also know you're a plant dad. So I have aloe vera and succulents. What type of plants do you have? Um, I have like a few, actually. Um, I have a aloe vera plant. Um, I have an, um, an ivy plant. Um, I have a ruby red plant. I have a Rio Grande uh, Grande, if you will. Orange purslane. I have a ruby red, and I also Petra Croton. <laughs> However, you say it, Croton. I, I know it's not Croton, but <laughs> however you say it, one of those. And I just got like the last three just recently. I appreciate that you have more plants than me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. What's the significance of the title First Place? Hmm. First Place is um, what a lot of people feel like sometimes when they feel like they're not a number one priority in someone's life. Um, and I think that hitting on that topic is um, something that I, I had to do mm-hmm. um, because it was therapeutic for me in songwriting and singing. Um, and just music alone is like therapeutic for me. So um, letting go of that person let, and letting go of that situation was something that I needed to do. So that's why it's significant to me. So there is a specific person that inspired First Place? Oh, yeah, by far. Um, <laughs> and if they asked what's the song about them, I absolutely would tell them, yeah, the song is about you. <laughs> 
Um, so what's what was the most difficult aspect of recording it then? Like, was it the vocals or was it like the subject matter? I think it was the subject matter because recording it, I recorded the song in two takes. So that was nothing for me to record it. I think sitting down and, and writing it um, is what took the longest because I started working on my EP in the middle of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and specifically for this EP, I've been working on an EP for the longest, but I've never had like the right vision for the EP and the vision for the EP would constantly change um, mm-hmm. as you know, time you know, passed on, of course, the ideas and, and, and just uh, the whole subject matter of the EP would change. So this time around, I knew that 2019 and 2020 would be the year that I would, like, force myself to create and force myself outside of that box. And that's how I was able to create. But writing writing it was the hardest part for me. I'll say that. Mm. So I also know that you have an upcoming music video that you're working on to accompany first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so when can listeners expect to see that? Um, I'll say probably we're shooting it this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. It's a Saturday and Sunday shoot. So um, probably within the next month and a half, if so. And if we can get it within the next month and a half, that'll be perfect because it'll coincide with the release of the EP itself too. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that'd be great. And so how involved are you in the making of the video? Like, um, I'll say, okay, because I'm working with a group of people um, mm-hmm. and we all collectively have given our, ourselves up to give forth the creative effort to create different projects. And mm-hmm. so we took a vote on different projects um, that we wanted to do and mine got the highest vote. So mm-hmm. that was how we came up with the project. But um, I'm pretty hands-on, not too much. I, I wanted them to bring as much intake as possible. I just said what I wanted um, specific things that I wanted and, and felt like should be um, in play and I let them their minds roam to wherever they wanted it to go so I'm, I'm happy with the results um, but next time uh, when I'm paying people I will make sure that it's my actual vision um, mm-hmm. because I think that that's essential but by far they've, they've done an amazing job um, shout out to um, shout out to each and every one of them because we've been working nonstop for like the last month and a half to create this pro- like this whole music video. So they're the hard workers. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Um, just like hearing that you have a team that you're working with, even though it's not like your complete vision that they're still working toward it. Mm-hmm. Um, are there more videos in the work that you have in mind, at least? Um, Sarita, my AD, my assistant director for the shoot, actually was trying to (laughs) coincide first place with whatever will be the next single or whatever Mm -hmm. song off the EP. And so she like told me, she was like, well, we should do it. And I'm like, I don't know, but (laughs) (laughs) 
if we can, that'll be great. If it's just one music video, I'm I'm fine with that too. I love the positivity that you're bringing to it. I have so, listen, no choice mm-hmm. but to 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 bring positivity because that's what I'm I'm all about in the first place. I try to look at the positivity in things and try my best to at least and move forward from there. That's a great mantra, I would say. Um, so what's the name of your EP? You mentioned it a couple of times, but like, what's the name of it? The title of my EP is 3AM. Um, and it, the number and the name is significant to me because for the longest, um, I'd say ever since I had gotten out of high school um, and had a more free schedule, I would always wake up close to three or literally at three and start creating and writing and recording um, whatever needed to be done creatively at 3 a.m. So Mm. I viewed it as like a therapeutic session for me at 3 a.m., which is always like, for me, I mean, 13 is my favorite number. So three has always been tied to me in some form or fashion. So um that's how I, I came up with the concept and and um it's continually like I haven't even I've noticed I've continued to pay attention to the times to see if every time it's three AM and every time I turn around it's it's three AM. <laughs> I I I have insomnia, so like there are times when I'm up at three AM but like I don't just wake up at three AM and just like be doing things. I feel like maybe I should start um, doing things because <laughs> I'm just up anyway. Um, but yeah, so what inspired you? Um, like, what musical influences, I should say, did you have that like may pop up in 3 a.m.? Um, yikes. <laughs> um, I'll say definitely. Um, Summer Walker, by far, I listened to Summer like all of last year. I still listen to Summer. Um, there's Black, or if people call him, so some people call him, there's Black. Um, <laughs> him, by far, um, and Bryson Tiller. I think that their their writing mm-hmm. um, is what really, really inspired me to just sit down and just put my pen to the paper and just like really plot out and, and write a song and and say what I want to say and still have those punchy lines in it at the same time and still give forth a great song. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that's what's most important. And I think those are the artists that influence me the most in, in the process of recording. Those are great artists to be like invoking or emulating in a way because they're they're all they all have like really deep lyrics and, right. and deep music exactly and um, shout out to Bryson Tiller because Bryson Tiller's a Capricorn <laughs> <laughs> what type of singer would you classify yourself as um I'll say an R&B soul singer but I just don't want to like put myself into a box per se because musically I'm all over the place if you look at my music library on my phone it's so many different genres and so many different 
people, so many, so many different things like that I listen to from trap music to R and B to French pop music to regular pop music to um like <laughs> EDM. So I'm like my music taste is all over the place. So my vocal style will primarily consist of like R and B and soul, but I definitely want to venture off into like other genres. But that's good not to box yourself in and like branch out. Yeah, no, and I think they're branching out and and playing with different sounds is what brings out true creativity because I think that just sticking to your norm and sticking to what you know, sticking to the safe side is is mm-hmm. is okay. I, I think it's it's nothing wrong with that. But I think that when you really want to take a risk as an artist, you have to play with sounds and you have to you know. Um, go outside of your comfort zone to bring that creativity out. And I think that artists who do that are some of the best artists who have some of the best catalogs. I mean, even with some of our mainstream and not so mainstream artists, if you look at their catalog, their musical catalogs, you see that each album, there's something different sonically and and sound wise and musical wise that they bring to the table with each and every album. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like 3AM can be classified as a specific genre? Like, would you classify it soul or R&B? Or... I definitely would classify 3AM as, as soul and R&B. I think that um, just with the sounds that it has on this EP, it definitely is reminiscent of like Bryson Tiller, Summer Walker, uh, Black, Tanache, like different artists. So do you have any favorite songs from it? Um... I think that not per se at the moment right now, mm-hmm. um, but I think that like <laughs> one that stands out to me is um, it's called um, well I can't remember the actress before, but I call it "Get Loud with Me," um, mm-hmm. and it's a track about like basically arguing with somebody, and it's like, hey, like you know, you think <laughs> you know, you think you all that, but you got the right one. Like I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not the one to play with, so. <laughs> Honestly, it's a mood, though. As a Leo, like, I'm ready to argue all times today. <laughs> um, so how huge of a role does the theme of love play in 3AM? Um, love is a pre- pretty prevalent theme throughout mm-hmm. the EP by far, um, just based on my emotions from 2019. Um, and dating a specific person um and along the lines of dating like the the lines were blurred so i didn't know exactly what to call it um <laughs> but being around that person being around that aura um their energy um really it really taught me a lesson um about myself because i let myself be so vulnerable to the point where i allow that person to shit on me and mm. just do certain things that, you know, that I wouldn't allow for anybody else to do. Um, and they just caught me slipping at a moment. So <laughs> and it's very prevalent. <laughs> so, like, um, you you feel like writing the EP in, in the first place have, like, helped you set boundaries and, like, know what you will and won't accept anymore? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely, because I think that 
almost every single song on the EP is a reflection of not only just like the, the things that I dealt with, but also things that other people have dealt with that I've taken um, elements from and, and added it to the song. Cause not everything on the EP is like based entirely and like everything that I've, I've sung about is based entirely off of what I've experienced. Mm-hmm. But collectively, like from my experiences to my friends' experiences to my my parents' experiences to my loved ones' experiences, like their experiences have all collectively, along with mine, um, helped to create this EP. That's awesome. I mean, I I feel like that's just really that is important to pull from those different experiences and not mm-hmm. just solely right from a place that's like selfishly i mean of course there are times where that's necessary but like being able to pull from those different um experiences that you like have heard about right um, makes for the ep to be more like personable or Mm -hmm. or relatable exactly Exactly. so do you feel as if 3am has helped you grow as a man by far um like I said, 2019 was just a year of just growth and just relearning about myself. I thought 2016 um, and 2017 were my years of just growth and, and just planting seeds um, in my life. But that was just the first step. Mm-hmm. Those were the first steps in my life. And mm-hmm. um, 2019 by far taught me so much um, as far as being more vocal um with people as far as the way that they treat me and the way that um, I maneuver around certain people. Um, it's really, it's really, it's really taught me a lot. And I think that um, as a man, it specifically taught me to be more emotionally available mm. um, because for the longest, and I think it's, it's a Capricorn thing, um, but Capricorns are, you know, tend to, be emotionally unavailable and it's not necessarily per se that we're emotionally uh, uh, unavailable it's that we're like an onion you have to peel those layers back to get to the Mm. core of the onion um and that's what i think it 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 did for me and i think that it it taught me to just be more emotionally available and, and to show emotion and show most importantly raw emotion at that so you feel like that raw emotion was like displayed throughout the the ep by far i think that that's the driving force behind each and every single song is because Mm. it was (laughs) my words and and just me expressing how i feel but also expressing how i feel from other people's perspectives too that that's (laughs) I love that, honestly. Like mm-hmm. that that's real deep. Um we're we're gonna take a really quick break and then we'll be right back with more questions. Okay, and we're back. So for the listeners that are interested in starting the music, what advice would you give them? Hmm. I'll say this. Um know who you are as an artist, most importantly, you can have influences as an artist, but you also have to 
set yourself apart from those artists. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just like me with um, the artist that inspired me to even sing, which is Smokey Robinson, um, Eddie Kendricks, um, Eric Benet, Maxwell, like Prince. Those are singers that inspired me as far as like to sing and mm-hmm. specifically use my harmony as a, use my, not my harmony, but my, my falsetto as my trademark for my sound um, is the driving force behind my music. But also I have a distinct voice from all of them, just like all of them have distinct voices from each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important that you as an artist find your voice and find your sound for your voice um, to be able to create music the way that you want to create it. And also if you don't want to be stuck in a box, don't allow people to stick you into that box. Be very vocal about who you are as an artist and what you want as an artist, because that's essential. And I think that oftentimes artists, a lot of artists um, get caught up with what people want um, and ask people, what do they want? But what do you want as an artist? Mm. What do you bring to the table? Because people can't listen to anything if you don't create it. So, (laughs) and if you're just creating something that people, you know, will always, you know, um, not feel uh, uh, like a personal connection to, then it'll, you know, it's, it's, it's a waste. And especially if you don't connect to it, it's a personal waste. Mm -hmm. It's, 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 it's a waste of time. It's a waste of recording. It's a waste of, of doing all that was necessary to create a record if you don't have that connection to the music just because you're trying to please people. And I think that that's where a lot of artists um, find their problems is because they're trying to please people. If you're an artist, the ultimate goal is to create music for yourself mm-hmm. and to share, and not even just as a music artist, but just an artist, to create art for yourself. Mm-hmm. And to bring that art to the world or to the people around you to show them and then allow for them to give their views and opinions on your art, whether constructive or not constructive. <laughs> um, and, you know, take from that, sop it up like a sponge and then say, OK, well, for this next one, this is what I'm going to do. But I'm still going to create it my way. I'm still going to do it my way. This is still mm-hmm. mine. And, and be able to just, you know, adapt like a chameleon in, in yeah. different environments. <clears throat> so do you, will that, like, does that warning also apply to, like, working with producers? Like, making sure they don't lock you in a box or? Oh, hell yeah. By far. Yeah. You don't want to, uh, producers by far. I, and, and it's crazy to say, um, but not much sonically like musically has changed from 2016 when i first started working on um my ep just in general not Mm -hmm. much has changed but i think along with like newer artists along that have came along since 2016 um these producers as far as like creating um r&b tracks and 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 new r&b tracks at that um help them to develop different sounds and tweak certain sounds and, and, 
and um, just create sounds that still are mainstream, but mm -hmm. they're not as mainstream sounding. And so you still get your own sound. Um, and we have to thank artists like Tanache, uh, I mean, Summer Walker by far her EP, like that was um, amazing. Black, I mean, Bryson Tiller, Bryson Tiller was <laughs> um, a crash in the waves when he released his, his album. So I'm like, you know, those artists have brought sounds to the table that people are now using as far as like producing. So mm -hmm. it's, it's really, really important that you stand your ground as an artist and say, hey, this is what I want. Um, and even if, you know, you're just mine beats off of YouTube, go in and, and look into like all kinds of different beats because I was looking at, um, this one particular, um, beat from a producer for first place. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was actually going to, I was actually going to record it and, and release that one. And the day that I decided to record was the day I found the actual instrumental. Now that's for single, that's for um, first place, mm -hmm. um, which was crazy because I didn't think that I was like, you know, I, and the crazy part about it was that I was like, oh, you know, I don't know if this is exactly the sound <laughs> that I want to go for. I mean, it sounds good. Don't get me wrong. It sounds good, but it's something missing. And yeah. that's when I found the now instrumental for first place. So what what advice would you give artists that are trying to like write and and mix their own music? Um specifically for writing, um grab a damn thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thesaurus is your best friend, I promise you. Look look at writers like Mariah Carey. People shit on Mariah Carey a lot. But Mariah Carey's pen is untouchable. Mm. It's untouchable. And guess what sis uses? A thesaurus. <laughs> a dictionary. <laughs> Those are her friends. And I think that that's important as a writer is to set yourself apart. And, and, and even if you're not in a dictionary, you know, just using um, big-ass words like omniously and, 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 you know, iridescently. And I don't know <laughs> if that's a word, but, you know, like big words like that, you know. Even if you aren't a writer like that, I think that growing as a writer and looking at different writing styles will help to improve your writing mm -hmm. um, as well as help you grow as as a writer. Um, and for mixing, um, I don't have too much. I, I just say just, just constantly mix. Um, mixing will, <laughs> will never, like always sound perfect to you um i know it doesn't always sound perfect to me i know like with first place being out i'm listening to it now and i'm like oh you know i could have tweaked this better but it's out now but it's still a great quality sound mm -hmm. um but i think that um for me i know that i'll, I'll never be too quite satisfied with mixing stuff myself um but oddly enough, when I just let a track go and just be like, all right, this is what it is. If, you know, if I can't creatively hear what else I want to hear, then so be it. And then I'll just release it. So <laughs> that's just what I do um, pretty much.
so do you plan on signing to a label one day um that's always been the toughest question for me i think that labels um i'm kind of on the fence because i feel that labels are a great tool to help you um expand on your artists and to help you um just reach the masses um but also with that um and it's not all labels but a majority of these labels um they aren't looking out for their artists best interest Mm. and i think that that's really really important because how can you sell my art and my music but you reap all of the benefits of of my art of my music the 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 thing that i've created you reap all of the benefits and i think that that's really really messed up um but like i said again it's not all labels it's um um but also the perks of being independent like you can you know have people buy your music and you get that money directly but also you have a smaller um a smaller team um Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just you um, like it is with me and just some other people that that are here, um, like here and there. Um, but I think with the internet now, there's so many different tools to um, thrive as an indie artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, if you want to stay independent, by far stay independent, but use your resources like the internet to use being an indie artist to your advantage and use it to the best of your capabilities. And even if you are signed to the label, I mean, hey, you know, do what you need to do, read your contracts, like, and and <laughs> emphasis on read your contracts because <laughs> still here we are in 2020 and it's artists that are still um, getting fucked over yeah. in 2020. <laughs> And I think that that's absolutely ridiculous. So that's that's my advice. That's my piece of thought. So before we go, like remind the listeners where they can check out your single first place. Um, you can check my single out on all streaming platforms. So um, Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, Amazon Music, SoundCloud. Um, And most importantly, as an indie artist, I emphasize that you buy my song instead of streaming it because streaming is great. You know, thank you for streaming the song, (laughs) but um, buying the song is what gets that money into my pocket and it's what helps me make my money because even though streaming is great, um, you only receive a fraction of the amount Mm. from a stream. It's really, really tough to count streams. Um, and I think that's the, the, the weird part. And, and that's another big machine that is it's taking a majority of the money. And, you you know, you've created, you've bared your soul um, on a project or on a song. And then the platforms that you choose to put your music on are reaping the benefits <laughs> but unfortunately you know it's just something that you know just has to be done for the time so that's why i said you know just, just buy it i mean and if even if you can't buy it stream it and and 
stream it and and you know when you go to sleep you put a song on and you keep that song on until you go to sleep or you wake up the, I mean until you wake up and you know whatever time you wake up if it's in the middle of the afternoon if it's at night the streams that you've accumulated from listening to that song X amount of times is more than just listening to it once or twice throughout a day and also doing that repeatedly throughout a week helps artists to get more money from their streams <clears throat> I, I honestly didn't know that um, thank you for telling me that <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming on no like, thank um, you thank you so I, much of course I definitely look forward to seeing all the great things you have in the future um, I'm expecting nothing but amazingness from this EP um, so I want y'all to follow Clay on Instagram Clay what's your Instagram my Instagram is at is that Chester I-S-T-H-A-T-C-H-E-S-T-E-R um, and that's not on just Instagram only um, it's on Tumblr it's on Twitter it's on Snapchat um almost every major social media app site um that's my that's my username love that um also remember to follow the pack podcast on instagram at on the way podcast and you can email your jokes questions and suggestions um to on the way pdc at gmail.com um remember we we're trying to have our friday live chat i want some of y'all to follow the instagram for real um remember even if no one else tells you today i love you and your life matters more than you know right next time ciao